Thou art no more slaves. Hallelujah. <coughs> Hallelujah. Hmm. I'm trusting God for a bigger horn. <laughs> God will help us in Jesus' name. <coughs> Thou art no more slaves. I want to first establish the fact that there are many people who will never experience what it means to have a father and to be a son. There are many people who might not understand what it means. Why? Maybe because they were given birth to by a single parent and their father was nowhere to be found and all of that. And there are also many people who are giving birth to the, by their father, but their father is acting like their elder brother. Alright? And so, they have never known what it means to experience the love of a father before. Praise the Lord. So there are people like that who does not even understand what it means to be a son to someone and what it means to be a father. What relationship should flow between a father and a son. And so they can't understand the dynamics behind that and so they just settle for what is available. And I would like to let you know that the, the opposite of a son is not a child. The direct opposite of a son is a slave. Amen? So anybody who you find and is not a son, that person is who? It's a slave. There's no two ways about it. Everywhere in scriptures, anybody who is not a son of God is a slave to Satan. Anybody who is not experiencing the relationship of sonship is under bondage. There is no, there is no two ways about it. And we can, we can, I can show you diverse scriptures that portrays what I'm talking about. For instance, the Bible says in the book of Romans chapter six and verse twelve. Let's see Romans chapter six quickly. Romans chapter 6. Romans chapter 6. Chapter 12, from verse 12. Read, read verse 12, 13, 14, and 15 for me. Yes. 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 Now, listen to this part very carefully. Go ahead. Do you not know that if you present yourself to any, anyone as obedient slave, you are slave of the one who obeys? Look at that. It says, if you present yourself to any man as obedient slave, you are slave of that person. So there are many people who have presented themselves as slaves to a certain lifestyle and they have remained slaves to uh, people who present themselves slaves to sin they have remained slaves to, to sin alright, am I communicating? there are people who have presented themselves slaves to God but God does not make them slaves, God turns them into sons instead of slaves amen, amen so read, read the sitting completely, let's see, let's see what that says yes Slave of sin, which leads to death, yes. Or of 
of obedience. Okay, if you are slaves of obedience, it leads to righteousness. Amen? Amen. Amen. And righteousness is one of the natures of God. So, if the, a man in any way decides that he was, he's going to be a slave to obedience, to, to a slave to God, gives himself wholly to God, that person becomes transited into the nature of God, and that's righteousness. He becomes righteous. Nobody is called righteous. Nobody can be righteous except God. Amen? That's what the Bible says in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 21. It says, now we have been made righteous of God through Christ Jesus. So, we are made righteous. Okay, so, righteousness is one of the things that make God who he is. So, the day you decide to yield yourself to be slaves to God, you become the son of God. Am I communicating? Are we together? And let me, let me establish to you that the world is waiting for the manifestations of sons of God. The Bible says in the book of Romans chapter Romans chapter 8 and verse 19 that the NX expectations of all creations awaited the manifestations of what? Of what? So the world is waiting for the sons of God. The world is not waiting for slaves to manifest. The world is not waiting for people who are bound by alcohol, bound by addictions. The world is waiting for who? No, the sons of God. Waiting for people who are clothed with the righteousness of God, who are who have the DNA of God. Oh my God. The Bible says, For ye are gods, and you are children of the most high. It says, But ye die like men, mean men, because you know not that ye are God. And there are people who do not know that their origin is from God, and they should live like God on earth. And so they are like mean men. They die like mean men. What, who is a mean man? A mean man is somebody who lives for survival. Am I communicating? Help me preach to your neighbor in case they are not getting the gist. Tell them, you are not born for survival. You are born to cause a revival. Now tell the person and I will say, you are not born for survival. You are born to rule as a god. Now let me tell you, let me explain what it means for a person to be a slave or what it means for people to be in slavery. In the olden days, people were sold. In fact, the definition of slave is a man that is owned by another man that will do all the biddings of the, his owner and has no choice of himself. That's who a slave is. Amen? So in the olden days, people were sold to people and they were owned. people were like properties owned by people. And they had no choice of them for themselves. They have no ambition for themselves. They did only what the owner wanted. And if the owner decided that he doesn't want them alive anymore, that's exactly how they will die. So the owner will decide where if they will be alive or if they will be dead. Am I communicating here? So a slave master has the power to decide how long you live. The Bible says, the day you decide to give yourself as slaves, for instance, to sin, you are, the Bible says, the, the wages, that same scripture, Romans chapter 6, if you read from verse 23, the Bible says, the wages of sin is death. So, slaves are being paid, but they're not being paid salary. Some, some slaves are being paid salary. You know, you know there are degrees of slavery. In those days, they don't give them salary. They, they just provide food for them at least once in a day. And they will labor and labor and labor. Then I can I wish I have a way of showing you graphic images of how slaves were treated. They used to be, they used to have chains on their neck. Eh? Are you hear what I'm saying? They would chain them on their neck, and the chains are like I don't know how to explain this. The chains are like straps of chains, it will be connected to another chain, it will connect to another chain. So it's not like it is iron. This is iron connected to one's neck, another neck, person's neck is connected, another person's neck. Iron, strong irons. This is not flexible. It's straight iron. So you see, like seven people on one, on one yoke. So their necks are yoked together, and they won't do anything until the master instructs them. Am I communicating? Yes, sir. So, so this is how slaves we are treated. So the day the master wakes up and is not feeling good, so those days the master will just give them maybe one square meal, you know, maybe they will just eat maybe um, a, a, a finger of corn. All of them will share a finger of corn. You know, 
But you know, slavery has modernized. It's no longer the way it used to be before. Amen? Amen. Many people are slaves to their job. In fact, that money you're collecting every month can actually you can it can actually enslave you. So you are just waiting. Everything you do, you cannot do beyond a particular level. You just wait for that small money that you collect every month. It's capable of enslaving you, making you look like a slave. Am I communicating? Am I communicating? So what am I trying to say? That you are giving stipends for survival. You cannot dominate. You cannot do what you want. You cannot do what you wish. But when you decide, when you make up your mind to break off every form of slavery, you are now in a pedestal to decide what your life can turn out. You can now be everything that God designs for you. Hallelujah. Amen. So take note of what I've just mentioned about slavery. And I want to begin to show you some diverse types of slavery. But let me show you Galatians chapter 4 from verse 1. Let's, let's read that now. We're going to see what happens to people. Are you with me? Galatians chapter 1. Chapter 4. Sorry. And verse 1. It says, Now I say that the heir, as long as he is a child, differed nothing from a servant, Though he be Lord of all, but is under tutors and governors until the time appointed of the Father, even so we, when we were children, were in bondage under the elements of this world. So there are people who are under bondage. The Bible says, and here, as long as he's a, he's a, son, he's a, he's a child, he's not even a child. So let, let, me, let me just say this. Let me just... You can be a child of God for many years. If you don't understand and, and recognize your sonship place, your place of sonship in Christ, you are not different from a person who is not a child of God. When he was reading devotional, he was saying something about repentance. Now, many people say, ah, that if I give my life to Christ, I don't need to repent. It's a lie. The word repentance, the Greek word for the word repentance is called metanoia. Somebody say metanoia. Now, the meaning of that word is changing of mind. So, the day you receive Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior, you don't need to do it more than once. You do it once. Amen? Receiving Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior is the one-time thing. You just do it. The first day you do it, you don't need to do it again. But after you have received the Lord as your personal Lord and Savior, you will need to consistently change your mind. Every time you hear the word of God rebuking you about the particular character, or a way of life that is not godly. What do you do? You change your mind. You repent. So that scripture the Bible says, the book of Acts. I thought that they were writing that scripture to unbelievers. But that scripture was written to believers. It says repent. So that the Lord can come back. And bring you times of refreshing in a game. Are you hearing what I'm saying? So you are saved. You are a child of God. You are going to heaven. But there are things Jesus is rebuking you about that you have not stopped doing. And as long as you don't stop doing it, you are not different from a slave. Are you hearing what I am trying to say? Even though you are a child of God, even though you are born of God, even though you are going to heaven, you will not be different from a slave because you will be bound by many things. Are you hearing what I am saying? Now, listen, I just want to, oh my God, I wish I can marry this. Lord, thank you for watching. Now, the Bible says, and times of refreshing shall come from the Lord. A slave does not understand or know what it means to be refreshed. They don't have time to bath. How many of you have tried not bathing? Let me just use that as an instance. Not bathing for three days. How many of you have tried it? There are many people who have not battered spiritually for more than 10 years. The reason you have not battered spiritually for more than 10 years, many people who have not brushed their teeth spiritually for more than 10 years. The reason is simple. That thing God told you, stop doing, you, you, you have refused to stop doing it. You just, you just keep coming to church and say, Lord, accept me like this. 
I'm not going, I want to be a child. I am a baby. I am just your baby. I don't want to stop being your baby. Uh, just keep me like this. Accept me like this. Take me to heaven like this. Guess what is happening to you? You have become, you have opened yourself to becoming a slave, even though you are a child. I don't know if you get what I'm saying. Even though you are a child of God, the Bible says you are not different from a slave because you refused. Part of these things that we are talking about, you refuse to open yourself up to repentance. The times of refreshing cannot come. You will look like a slave. You will smell like a slave. You will feel like a slave. Now, what does times of refreshing does? When a time of refreshing comes, when you a man experiences a time of refreshing, eh? Now, let me give you a, a very good example. When you experience a time of refreshing, you just jump up. Maybe you are reading the Bible, and that time of refreshing starts happening to you. You will jump up from that place you are reading the Bible, and you start shouting. You will be looking for somebody to share what God has just told you. That's the time of refreshing. How many of you have found out something from scriptures and you stood up and you were shouting and you were looking for somebody to share? Eh? It's called a time of refreshing. How many of you have worshipped God so much so the presence of God came down and you, you, you cried, you saw yourself crying, weeping? Eh? You experienced that. It's called a time of refreshing. But this time of refreshing cannot happen to everybody but that man who is quick to repent. Somebody say quick to repent. Say they say quick to repent. That is the only man that will experience. See, David was was like every other young boy, but he was different because everywhere he went, he commanded the attention of his of God, his father. Everywhere he played the instrument, God will show up. Because David was the kind of man that when you catch him and say, Oh God, this thing God is angry with, he will fall down at his face. And he will change his mind. He's not changing his mind hypocritically. For real, he will become, he will repent. And then you go, he goes to a place and he plays or he calls on the name of the Lord. The power of God shows up. The Bible says every time he played the instrument, the demon that possessed Saul will flee. Because he was a man that was consistently refreshed. I don't know if you understand what I'm trying to say. He was constantly, a time of refreshing simply means that you are constantly in touch with God. Nothing, they separate, nothing separates you from God. That's what a time of refreshing means. So if you want to be that kind of person that has such kinds of experience, you must be a man that is quick to repent. Echo back and we say quick to repent. So one of the things that makes people children of God but yet slaves is because they are not quick to repent. That's one of the things. Number two, a person is a child but yet a slave. A child of God but yet a slave to sin. A slave to alcohol. A slave to immorality. A slave to Netflix. You know people are slaves to Netflix. There are people that cannot go to bed until they have opened their Netflix. And they go to bed every 3 a.m. They cannot sleep until they watch Netflix. And it must be 3 a.m. You know your body has been designed. Listen, a man called Safaname. The Bible, where we read, where he read, said the Bible says, whoever you yield yourself to be slaves to, to him you have become a slave. So your body, the human being, was designed to respond to whatever he gives himself to. Are you hear what I'm saying? Are you hear what I'm saying? I mean, notice if you every time if you eat by twelve every every day, you would if you do that for one week, you will not feel hungry until it is twelve every day. Have you noticed that? So the human being was designed to be subjected and submitted to something, to an element. Every human being was designed to be subjected and submitted to an element. So you decide that you are going to be praying every 12 p.m. in the afternoon. If you do it for one week successfully, the first one week will be difficult. But if you do it for one week successfully, every 12 p.m. you will feel uncomfortable. You start praying. So whoever you decide to serve, that's what the Bible is saying. You become a servant to that person. So the first reason why people are children, but yet they are slaves, is because they are not quick to repent. The second reason is because they are under, they refuse to be 
under the tutorship and they are and, and they refuse to be under an accountability system let me just put it that way they refuse to be accountable the first reason why a child of god can be a child of god but still asleep please understand when i'm talking about a person being a slave i'm talking about a person living for survival amen but when I'm talking about a person not being being a son, we're talking about a person living to cause a revival, to cause an eruption, to dominate, to make things happen. That's what it means to be a son. Jesus was a son of God. The Bible says, also as a son, a child is uh, born, and also as a son is given. So sons, sons, please, in case you I, I didn't say it earlier, this month is our month of sonship. Amen. In this month, we would, we would understand what it means to be a son of God and we will deploy the power behind. Being sons of God, and we will see results. Amen. Amen. So, sons, children are born. Children always leech to their mother. Children always need their somebody for survival. But sons don't need that. The Bible says children are born, but sons are what? Sons are what? Say giving. Sons are giving. If you decide the day you decide that you no longer be a child, tossed to and fro, you no longer be a child that is under slave slavery, under addiction. The day you decide to begin become a son of God, guess what happens to you? God begins to give you as a gift. God can take you, sir, and give you as a gift to your state. Wife, are you from Anambra? Wife, Benway, where are you? What of you? Huh? So you're, so you're from Benue, you're from Adamawa, you're from where? Abakeliki. Now, if the day you decide to grow up from being a normal child of God, who is also like a slave, who is still struggling with one thing or the other, and becoming the son of God, God can decide to give you as a son to your, to, um, um, your state, Benue state. God can give you as their next governor. Or he can decide to give you as your next house of rep speaker because you are now his son. He can decide to give you as um, a philanthropist because now you are, you are now the son. I don't know if you get what I'm trying to say. God can even give you to a back, um, um, Benue State as a pastor. He can just dash you to Benue State as a revivalist. Just to let you know, in your state, your state has produced one of the most recent fresh revivalists in the Christendom in Nigeria. Your state. Your state. Benue. So people came and they decided they won't allow themselves to be like slaves anymore. So the patterns and rudiments of the world. And God raised them as sons and gave them to be a blessing to to their states. So, the day you decide, the day when you have issues with repenting from things quickly, you stay a child, you stay asleep. When you have issues of accountability, you don't want anybody to ask you, how far you've not prayed today, how far you've not studied the Bible today, you stay asleep. The Bible says in this Galatians chapter 4 verse 1, it says, and here as long as he's a child, he's not different from a servant until he's brought under Tutors. Somebody say tutors. You are not different from a servant. You are not different from a slave until you are now accountable. Until you give yourself to be discipled. Oh my God. Are you hear what I'm saying? I wish that the medical doctors we have, when you go to ask them questions, say, ha, sir, you are one of the most talented medical doctor we have in our in our society. How did you come about it? And he tells you, "Oh, well, I was just made. I just I was just born, and I became a medical doctor. Nobody had to teach me. I needed no teacher. I needed no no supervisor, no lecturer. Oh, it was just inbuilt. I was just born like that. I wish, I wish that was what that's what they would tell you. But everybody who is like a medical doctor now, who people will trust with their life." Those metal doctors go through 
intense training. What did I say? Intense. I have a friend that's a medical doctor. She doesn't sleep. It got to a point she wouldn't sleep. Two hours, three hours. That's the only time she can sleep. The rest of the time she studies. Oh my God. You'll be taught now. The next moment they're giving you a test. They will give you exams they have never taught you. Intense. That is how sons emerge. Tell your neighbor, that's how sons emerge. God is looking for sons. I'm telling you. God is looking for sons. God is looking for sons. So you see, am I communicating? Am I communicating? So you see this, this fellow, if you don't want to be a slave of anything in this world, for instance, if you're a slave to sin, what you'll be paid as a slave to sin is death. That's what the Bible says. Romans 6, from verse 15, downwards. It says, for 23, it says, the wages of sin is death. So if you are a slave, if sin is your master, what will happen to you is what? Death. So you wake up one morning and you notice, ah, the work I'm doing has died. The business I started has died. You wake up one morning and notice, ah, my head, there is nothing, no ideas, no fresh ideas, no fresh invention. You, you notice that things are not just walking around you. What is happening? Sin is paying you because you are asleep. But the day you decide and say, no, I will yield myself to tutors. I will yield myself to governments. I will yield myself to be trained. I will yield myself to be trained. That day you make that decision, you have, you have, you have decided to come out of being a slave and you are being transited into becoming a son. Somebody will become a son today. Shout the loudest, amen. amen. Shout the loudest, amen. amen. Let me show you something. Another reason why people, or another way to transit from slavery to sonship is recorded in seal the book of Romans chapter 8 and verse 14. Romans 8 and verse 14. I've mentioned two ways. The first is that you must be quick to repent. Right? The second is that you must be what? The second is that what? You must be what? Accountable. Accountability. Amen? Amen. So this is how you transit from being a slave into becoming a son. That the world will be waiting for. That the world cannot do without that will inherit things, that will make things happen, that will cause commotion in the kingdom of darkness. You must be, you must be quick to repent, and you must be accountable. You must, you must be submitted. Ah, I wish as a child, when we cry, I say, Mommy, I don't want to go to school. And mom will just say, ah, Oh, my child, I don't like seeing you cry. Don't go to school, don't go to school. Sit down at home. After 15 years, you become a thief. The thief that you became, you became, is just is natural. Nobody swore for you. Nobody did anything against your life. You became a thief because that's the natural law. Anybody who is not under tutorship and governorship and training and accountability will turn out as a slave of a demonic spirit. It's, it's natural. Am I communicating? Any child you see raised on the road, walking up and down, no, nobody's looking after him. Give him time. He will become a thief. He's not... Am I communicating? So if you don't want to become like that spiritually, if you don't want to become only spiritually, or you don't want to become a vagabond spiritually, then you must yield. You must have a pastor. That's number one. You must have somebody that will ask you, have you read your Bible today? You must have somebody that you would even report to and say, hey, sir, I've been able to read my Bible this week. I've been able to pray this week. You must have a church that you report to every week. And say, man of God, this is my issue. This is my challenge. This is what I, 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 I wish to do. This is what I wish to become. Then you must take, oh my God. The difference between a child and a son is that a son takes responsibilities. Are you hearing what I'm saying? A son has dominion or is given authority because he's willing to take what? He's given authority because he's willing to take what? So, yeah. 
for God to give you as a gift to your, to your state, for instance, you must be brilliant. Look at the second reason and way that people travel from being slaves and children into becoming sons. The second is verse 14. Romans 8, verse 14. It says, For who are led by the Spirit of God are the sons. So you transit from being a slave to being a son when you are what? When you are what? Let. So, the third point, are you following me? The third point that transits people from being slaves to becoming sons is obedience. Say obedience. obedience. Say it louder. Obedience. How obedient are you? When was the last time the Holy Spirit rebuked you about something and you know you or told you about something and you did it? You are walking on the road, the Holy Spirit. When we are growing in our work with the Lord, there are times where we walk, we'll go for evangelism. The Holy Spirit will say, Speak to that person. Fear. We'll be, we'll be scared. Because the man is a, 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 a tall man. He has beards like this. You know, one went through here and one is like this. And the beards are even white. And he has white hair, gray hairs. And he's looking very, very, very unfriendly. And Holy Ghost said, That's the man. Speak to him. So, Jesus, am I, am I communicating here? May the Lord give us understanding. Amen. So when the Holy Ghost tells you something like that, you become scared. He said, speak to that man. But the day, the, when, the moment you decide and say, Holy Spirit, yes, I will speak to him. And you obey and speak to him. You have become, you have started graduating from being a slave or a child into becoming who? God is looking for people who he can confine in with instructions. And everybody, everybody God finds that he can confine in with instructions. He automatically upgrades them into becoming sons of God. Oh my God. Are you with me? The Bible says, in the book of Philippians chapter 2, talking about Jesus, the Bible says, for he considered himself of no reputation, but he was obedient to God even unto death. If you begin to read that scripture, Philippians chapter 2, 9, 10, if you read verse 10 and verse 11, you will now see where the Bible says, and now God had exalted him and had given him a name. We read it on Thursday. Above every name, at the name of Jesus, every nation. So, because God could find Jesus obedient, God exalted his own. God gave him authority. God gave him authority. Because God could give Jesus instructions and Jesus could obey. God could give him authority. Bible says, if you are willing and obedient, I'm teaching you how to escape survival, survival mode and enter dominion mode. Tell your neighbor, neighbor, neighbor. Pastor is showing us how to escape survival mode and enter dominion mode. So for, for, for now, you might be earning salary. It's okay. It's okay to be earning salary or taking take something every end of the month, but you can escape that mode and enter into a mode of dominion. And one of the ways is obedience. You don't wait for somebody to give to you. Now you now give to others. Are you hearing what I am saying? In God's let me let me say this. God in God's plan. I want to say it, you might you might never have heard this before. God did not design that you'll be working for somebody, sir, and earning salary. It is not in God's plan. That plan was invented by man for survival. If it was in God's plan, Adam would have been working and God would have been giving him stipends. But when God created Adam, he said, be fruitful, multiply, have dominion. What did, I, what did he say? So, in God's plan, even though you can start as a worker, as a child, you should get to a point where, as you walk, you will tell them, say, oh God, now I feel like I need to quit. And then you leave that place and you go and start your own company and start helping other people. Oh my God. Am I communicating? Are we in church? This is God's order of things. This is what God in, intends for you. I'm talking about physically now. Spiritually too. The Bible says in the book of Hebrews chapter 5. Let's look at that. Hebrews chapter 5. Oh, 
13. I just want everybody to read together so we can round up. Everybody. Hebrews chapter 5, verse 13. Open your Bibles. Let's see it together. Imana Paina mama 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 Yes, are you there? Let's if you are there, say hallelujah. Can we read together one, two, three, go? Chineke, chineke, chineke. I don't understand what you guys are reading. Wait, 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 wait. It, it is it is scattered, 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 scattered. It's as though we are speaking in tongues. Hebrews chapter 5. And verse 13. Hmm. Oh my God. After today's service, somebody will go home and take charge. Amen. I thought you said the loudest amen. amen. No, this, this thing I just said now is what many churches are used to. They will like, ah, God bless you. God. Teach the people how to move from that point of survival to the point where they take charge. Don't see when 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 you go to church and every time. Every time the pastor is blessing you, he's not teaching you. Run for your life because nothing will happen until you happen. What did I just say? The Bible says the endless expectations of all creatures are waiting for your manifestation. The hundred million naira God has planned that you are going to have, the two hundred million naira, the five billion, is waiting for you, but is waiting for your maturity. It's waiting for that time that you begin to take responsibility. And you are there. I receive. I, it's not bad to receive. There's a power behind the blessing. But after receiving, have you learned how to make decisions? How to take moves? How to transit from being a, cha- a child of God that is a slave from, to becoming a son of God that makes things happen? Hey, a son of, when a son of God enters a place, the territory feels it. When Jesus was born, everything felt, even the stars had to come out and start announcing. Everything felt that, that he came. When he became a son, he began to move from place to place. Everybody talked about him. Am I communicating here? Yes, sir. It's okay to be a child, but don't stay a child. Grow up. Whisper to your neighbor and say, grow up. Grow. Say, grow up. Grow. Say it again. Say, grow. grow up. Now, let's read together. From verse 13. One, two, three, Go. For everyone that uses milk is unskillful in the word of righteousness. For he is a for he is a baby. Verse 14. But strong meat belongeth to them that are of full age, even those who by reason of use have their senses exercised. Did you see that? To discern both good and evil. So if a son of God has been has his senses exercised he has given himself to the word of god so much so he's he has given himself to obey obeying the word of god so much so that he has his senses exercised he can tell between good and evil am i communicating he just knows the right thing to do he doesn't wait for somebody to tell him to do anything that's the son that's the son Because so of people that are babies, every day they need milk. Every day they need milk. Oh Lord, give me milk. Oh Lord. So sometimes when you are praying and God is not answering, what is God telling you? Grow up. Sometimes your pray- your answered prayer are not coming. Is God already answering you? What is He telling you? Every day six to twelve. Every day six, you do six to twelve, and now you are 20, 21, You are twenty five. You, are to, you have never done three days dry before. You've never done three days fasting before. And you are saying, oh God, you, there's a prophecy on my life that I will become like the next Dangote. I'll become the next Dangote. The Dangote you want to become like. His great-grandfather was a wealthy man. <laughs> was the richest man in his time. In fact, what Dangote is experiencing is in his blood. It's genealogically passed down. It's a genealogically passed down blessing. And you, your great, your, the last time I checked, your great-grandfather was, was a farmer. Your grandfather was a hunter and your father was a chemist. And you there's a prophecy like God actually said you will become the next Dangote. And guess what? For the past five years, ten years, twenty years of your life, 
you have never done a three days fasting and say lord i am looking for the power of the age to come that makes men great that that will abhor the law of process and the law of inheritance and the law of genealogy i'm looking for that power that can take a man from the marine clay like he did to david and make him a king over time that power you have never done such fasting every day you oh pastor says i bless you in the name of i receive you have never been obedient to the word of god after receiving you next thing you will enter a junction and say madam you have called legend you are the body for legend that's why you have never become a legend amen amen am i communicating here yes, i'm telling you what many christians are doing and it looks like what we are doing does not work but it works shall we be sure i hear you it works so you you will keep looking for help from god but we are not willing to make it what god has designed is already waiting for you go and take charge of it if you are working for somebody now start planning the next business you will start and you will begin to pay your salary plan it that's how to be a son the funny thing is that the holy ghost is not telling you about it but you are not listening you are not obeying when the holy spirit told me for the first time in my life the holy spirit told me for the first time in my life to start a business i i was scared i didn't have anything the first business i started was a sweet business amen are you with me sir uh, yes a sweet business i started that business when i was seven years old was it seven or oh, ten ten around ten the spirit of god said what well, started a sweet business i started the business after three days it died the spirit of God now came back to me and said to me, and said to me, start the business again, but start it with another person that can talk. I now went to my friend, his name is Emmanuel Ebele, very funny human being. <laughs> very, very jovial, very funny. He talks to people. I went to him and said, Look at the idea the spirit of God is giving to me. Oh my God. How many times has the spirit of God given you an idea? You wrote it down. As you were seeing, as you were seeing that idea, that idea was sweeting you. You felt like you can do it. How many of you have experienced that? Ideas, ideas. That was the Holy Spirit. Now, listen, if you did not obey the Holy Ghost at that time, to start at that time you received the idea, you might never receive another one. Am I communicating? And you have killed your potential to obey the Holy Ghost the next time. Even though you obeyed him and you failed, that you that you obeyed him creating you the potential to obey the next time. I don't know what I'm saying. That's if you are willing and obedient. You must eat the good of the land. Even though you didn't eat the good that day. One day. We need to raise a group of Christians that will be willing to obey even if God calls you obey it. The day we raise such kinds of Christians, the church will become powerful. If there's an instruction from the church, you will obey it. They, will say, they tell you, for instance, I come to you and say, my friend, what, what's your name again? Huh? Paul. I said, Paul. Start praying every week in your new environment. Start gathering people and praying with them every week. On Friday, by six, gather them. I will send you devotional. Read the devotional to them. Pray with them every week for 30 minutes. That instruction I've given to you is actually from God. Because God gave me as an authority over you. So God administers instructions through his authorities. Am I communicating? So when I tell you that as your pastor, do you know that the day, once you, even though you don't know how to do it, the moment you decide to do it, God has just given immediately the power to become to become a son or to act more in obedience come upon you. For as many who are led of the Spirit are the sons. Are you hearing what I'm saying? The moment you you try to obey that that instruction, something comes upon you and you will, you'll be empowered to obey even greater instructions. Even though you obeyed it and it didn't work, something will come upon you. A reward comes upon you. But we have a group of people who call themselves children of God, believers, who do not want to grow. They don't want to take responsibility. Now, the other thing is that as you have listened to the word of God now, eh, you get to a point where you will now begin to teach others the word of God. That is how to grow. Then you should get to the point where you begin to be responsible for people to come to church. You go and evangelize with a soul, bring them to church. That is how to grow. And then when you grow like that in obedience, 
God begins to entrust you and say, Kai, I am looking for someone who will end the poverty that is ravaging Kogi State, that is ravaging Adamawa State. I'm looking for someone who's going to bring deliverance to Adamawa State. I'm looking for someone who's going to bring a revival to Benue State. And God just looks, looks, looks. He doesn't see, he doesn't see anybody. He just finds you obeying. All God looks for to anoint a man is obedience. If he finds you obeying, you are qualified. He will not, the Bible says, he that is faithful in little, to him that is with God commits what? Much. So God finds you faithful in the little things, the little instructions. <laughs> when I was obeying God, doing the little, little things I used to do, eh? are you hearing me? You tell me fast, I'll fast. You tell me pray. Wake up in the night and pray. I'll pray. I now found out that God was in need of a healing evangelist. God, God was in need of a prophet. He said, So when I began to obey, I started noticing these giftings coming upon my life. All of a sudden, I started noticing that I could pray for somebody and the person would get healed. All of a sudden, I noticed it with headache first. And if you, no matter who you are, you have headache, I touch you, you'll be healed. I started noticing that. I noticed for a while. The thing now changed. I started noticing that the grace for for the prophetic came upon me. I could look into you and I could see everything happening in your life. That grace, those authorities were coming on me, not because I was too intelligent, too favored of God, but because I was what? Obedient. So when I did the second business with Ima Ebele, the business lasted for one month and he died. Next time God spoke to me again, it's time to start an evangelism team. This time around, he's not telling me about business, he's telling me about evangelism. So he was trying me with a business so that he could entrust me with leadership. Am I communicating? <laughs> the next one, he said, it's time to start a music group. Now, when I started the evangelism team, the evangelism didn't stop, he continued. He now, start, he now told me it's time to start a music group. Now we started a music group. We called ourselves Convenant Singers. We are very powerful that, that year. Hey, very powerful. Everywhere we went to, people would clap for us. I'm, I'm, I'm teaching you what it means to obey God. Are you hearing what I am saying? Now I, I was there. I was their leader. First, the, the, there was one guy that, that, that could sing more than all of us. Hey. But he said, I can be the leader. Since it was, God that gave, it was me that God gave the idea to start. So he said, I, I can lead. And I'm spiritual, more spiritual than them. So, so I said, lead you. I said, thank you, Jesus. You are confirmed. I said, I led the music group. And we are, we are because of God's instruction. Amen? Amen. So we got to a point where um, something happened. You know, people said, we still competing amongst each other. The music group ended. God now used that experience I had and he now made me a leader in school. I became a, a chapel prefect. After being a chapel prefect, I became a leader of, I started a, a ministry in Kano. But I couldn't have heard his voice to start a ministry in Kano if I did not obey the last voice to start a music group. Two of us and the other one to start a business. Two of us Many people, you the reason why you don't recognize the voice of God now is because the last time he gave you his voice, you did not obey it. You thought it was something speaking. So because you did not obey it, now he's talking to you again. You would think it's you talking, not him. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Learn to find the voice of God and hear it. The Bible says, my sheep hear it what? My sheep hear it what? And the voice of a stranger they will not hear. Learn to find God's voice and hear it. Learn to find God's voice and hear it. Am I communicating? Let me just give you the last, the last key to transit from being a child who is a slave to becoming a son. The last. If you want to become a son, you must do this one thing. Eh? <laughs> let's let's do this. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. 
Drop the volume, sir. Drop the volume. Yes. Isaiah 28. Verse 1, 21. Verse 21. Are you there? Jimako Let's read together. One, two, three, go. The Lord will rise up as the as he did at Mount Parisim. He will rouse himself as is the valley of Gibeon to do his work, his strange work, and to perform his tasks, his alien. So God is going to do a strange work. Say amen. amen. God is going to do an alien task with you. Say amen. amen. How do you know a son? A son of God is a person whom God uses to do strange things. See, you will never see a son of God doing things that are common. If God wants to, if, you're, if you become a son of God, he needs to do something that has not, something that is, is a problem. He needs to solve a problem. Towards the son is given, his name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, Everlasting. See, Jesus was given to solve problems. Am I communicating? Now, but listen, for God to use you to do strange things, you must be a strange man. Tell neighbor, you must be a strange man. Say it again. Say you must be a strange man. So how do you transit from being a slave into becoming a son? That you must become strange. David was strange to people. If somebody has not looked up to called you and said, young man, you are, you are, a, weird, you are a weird human being. <laughs> when I was in school, my chemistry teacher used to call me Otondo. They used to call me um, Big Head Pastor. They call me names. Lots of names, my brother. They, now, somebody now modernized my name. Instead of calling me Big Head, they wanted to be very modest. Instead of calling me Medium. Not Medium Head. Medium. Names. They used to call me oh, uh, uh, Choosing Pastor. Yes. So you are, you, are, you are always dressing like every time you talk in and wear belt and raise when I dress, <laughs> see, when I dress, even in those days, and even when I dress, I, well, in those days, more especially, I dress very well. I dress responsibly. You know, I dress like an old man. So, <laughs> I raise my belt to very, you know, my, I wear long tie. And I look, I look like a child. Of, amen. amen. <laughs> I'm saying this very, I'm being detailed because very small of you be dressing like that. <laughs> You will dress better than that in Jesus' name, amen. <laughs> so I dress that way. So they call me different names. Some of us have to call that the Jew. I love you. Some people call me that the Jew. You know, you know, it's from then. Some people call me Bishop. Just to mock me. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Now, if, if people, if you don't listen, if you don't get to a level where people call you names, you have not started. Just just write it somewhere. You have not started. You are still very, very usual. You are very you are very, very familiar with the things of this world. You are a very nice, cool guy. Cool guy. Very cool guy. God doesn't do things with cool guys. Guess what they called John the Baptist? They called him an eater of locusts and a drinker of honey. He was, he, they called him names. He was a strange man. But after they called him names, at a point, they were looking for him in the wilderness. Can you imagine somebody dressing Jesus too was called names. Am I communicating? Jesus was called names. Called him the son of a capital. They called him um, um, a man that was possessed by Beelzebub. They called him the Nazarene. The man from Nazareth. Said, Can anything good come from Nazareth? They called him so many names. They called him friends of thieves. They called him friend of prostitutes because he had something to do with Mary. He was he forgave Mary and all of that. They called him a friend of prostitutes. They called him the son of what? The son of what? So, uh, with all due respect, if you have not been called 
means you are fixed. You are fixer. Some will say you are fixer. <laughs> so God uses strange men to do strange things. He will not use if you are not strange, he can't use you. If you are not strange, he can't use you. Say with me, Jesus. Put your hands on your chest. Say, Jesus, Jesus help, me to be strange. help me to be strange. One last time. Say, Jesus, Jesus make, me a man. make me a strange man. When people are laughing, people are laughing make me pray. Make me pray. When, people are eating, when people are eating, make me fast. Make me fast. When people are partying, make me go on retreats. Shout aloud, amen. amen. This is how to become sons. You are... God is translating you to becoming a son in Jesus' mighty name. I'll talk about other types of slavery maybe on Thursday because our Thursday is discipleship school. Please, in case you are interested in this, our discipleship school, by the grace of God, by this week, we should have a house. And it's going, it's going to be a big house that can accommodate anybody. So you can come and stay with us from Thursday till Sunday. Amen? Amen. 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 And in this place, I will be responsible for you. I want to disciple you. I want to train you in the word of God. We are going to pray together. We are going to study the word of God together. We are going to evangelize together. But after one month, your life must change. Am I communicating? You just need how many days in a week? Three days in a week. Thursday, Friday. Okay, from Thursday night. So Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Just Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Spend it with Pastor Emmanuel and see what God is going to do. This is my assignment. I told people, I said, this is not a church. This is a military zone. This is a military training ground. We are training people for the Lord. And if you allow yourself to be trained, you have already passed the first test from becoming a, a slave to becoming a son. You passed it. You passed it. Tell your neighbor, neighbor, neighbor. allow yourself to be trained. Say, neighbor, neighbor, take responsibilities. So the last thing I, I didn't add, I think if I don't add it, I'll be doing a very big mistake. If you want to become a son from a slave, you must be willing to take responsibilities. Amen? I know I've mentioned it many times, but it's one of the major points. Don't wait for things to be told you before you do it. One, look for what is not, like we came into church this morning. Look for what is not good, what is not organized, and fix it yourself. Don't even wait for the pastor to say anything. That is sonship. That is you taking responsibility. Am I communicating? How you know that your child has started growing is when he does these things. He comes around and says, ah, Daddy, the house is not... One day, for the first time in history, let me just tell you the story. Okay? For the first time in, the, in the, our life's history, me and my brother's history, because normally, when we wake up on Saturday, we eat more, fresh more, more mommy has prepared, you know, because mommy has gone out by that time. After eating the more, more everybody just scatters your legs, scatter your clothes, scatter your singlet, and the next thing is wrestling, wrestling mania. And take him up, he knocks me on the chair, taking everywhere. We do wrestling mania in the parlor, in the room, in the toilet, everywhere. <laughs> if you didn't do it, then you're, you're, you're lying, you're lying, you're lying. <laughs> if you didn't do it, then maybe your child was not. We did that. Now, that is our lifestyle. When mommy comes back, and when she comes back, she doesn't, sometimes she doesn't tell us when she comes back. She comes back quickly and sees everywhere scatter. She just tells me, I'm like, Okay, Wilda, all of you, come out. Kneel down, raise your hand. When she tells you, raise your hands and close your eyes, and you now start hearing something in the kitchen. Boom, boom, boom. She's pounding something. You're in trouble. <laughs> what she was pounding is pepper. So when you hear that one, just, just, just kill yourself. You are dead. <laughs> because you know, she, because she has warned us many times about that. So she just brings that pepper and brings it and puts it on her eye. When we have not done something that is too bad, she puts it on her eye. When we have done something that is very bad, she puts it on her eye and on her private part. I'm telling you, my parents are not here. <laughs> Amen? Amen? We are disciplined. So, so one day, ah, that day, you know, it was normal. We are already used to cane. There's one thing they used to call, they used to flog us with. It's called skipping rope. That rope touches you. When it touches you, it will give you, it will draw tattoo on your body. It was a very strong, painful rope. Now, one day, because we are already used, but I don't know what happened to us. I think it was growth that happened. That morning, we didn't, she did the same normal routine, went out. That morning, we, we, we respected ourselves. We cleaned everywhere. Into, we cleaned even up to the steps in our, that leads to our house. I don't know what I'm saying. We did work that day. <laughs> Remember? Ah! 
rearrange our rooms, rearrange the setting of the parlor. Everywhere was looking for. Hey, Bobsy came back, and she looked at us and said, "Hi, <laughs> I'm going to get you guys something." And she did. She got us. Good. Now, when the happiness I saw on her face, the smile I saw on her face, ooh, that smile. She, she she was so happy that these children are started having sense. Amen. Many times when you do things without people telling you, you take responsibility. That's the kind of smile God smiles at you. He's my son. You don't get sense. Let me just give him this responsibility. I don't get what I'm saying. Let me bless him with this. Let me honor him with this. One day I was sitting church. I said, if you learn to honor God, God honors us too. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. And when God honors you, He doesn't give you what you need. He gives you what. What you are not due for. When God honors a man, He doesn't give the man what he needs. He gives the man what he's not what give because He honors a man at his level. God honors them at His level. So when God wants to honor you, you have done so well. He wants to honor you. You might not be due to have a car and a house. He just moves somebody to give you hundred and fifty million. That's how you have a car. Are you are you getting what I'm saying? Because he's honoring you at his level, not at your level. But the question is, how many people will honor God? The Bible says, if you honor me, I will honor you. If you despise me, I will do what? So learn how to be son. Learn how to shift. Is enough is enough. Let's stop being children. Let's move. This is our mode of sonship. And I pray for you as you say loud, amen. amen. Move from childhood to sonship. Amen. Move from slavery to sonship. Amen. If your amen is louder, let it happen to you. Amen. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Are you blessed? We're not going to take any offering today. I want you to go back and think about what you have done. Don't allow anything to distract you. Find out one of those things that God has been telling you about. And then Let's go back over what we discussed today. There are five, five things I mentioned that moves a man from slavery to sonship. The number one is what? Number one is what? Quick to repent. A man who is quick to repent will, will quickly move from being a slave to becoming a son. Number two, you must become accountable. You must have a tutor. You must have, you must have a pastor. You must have a disciple. You must have a mentor. You must have a spiritual father. Don't worry, I'll come out. I'll talk about spiritual fatherhood very soon. So those are the things that make you transit quickly, 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 quickly. A person who was born without a father, without a mentor, it is very easy for that person to become a thief. Remember I said that? Yes, so become a slave to any demon spirit and all that. That's number two. Number three, you must be obedient. You must be obedient. For them that are led by the Spirit of God are the sons of God. If you are obedient, you are transited into becoming sons of God. Number four. No? Number four. We've talked about accountability. So number four is what? Take us. Okay, so it's four. It's not five. Four. Take responsibilities. Tell your neighbor, take responsibility. Are you blessed? Are you blessed? So bow your heads and just say, Lord, help me. Just pray. Pray from the depth of your heart. Help us. Thank you, Jesus. In Jesus' mighty name. In Jesus' mighty name. Now, how you know that you are going to make progress in life is whenever you hear a message, you make decisions, what you will start doing and what you will stop doing. Drop the volume. So write down something on your way out. Take out some minutes. We are going to close now, but don't, don't move quickly. As we close, take out some minutes. Write down what you will start doing and what you will stop doing from this message. Amen? This week, what you must stop doing and what you will start doing. Amen? Are we ready for that? So let, let's, let's close. Hallelujah. And by the way, I mentioned, I've announced already, on Thursday we have our discipleship school. Make sure you are, we have started already. For the next one month, make sure you are consistent. Be around. After, we'll be in church on Thursday. After church service, we'll go home, you know, eat, rest. And on Friday morning, we'll continue. On Friday evening, we'll continue. We'll take a break on the afternoon. Friday evening, we'll continue. We'll just, we'll just be enjoying the presence of God and enjoying fellowship. We'll, we'll also have fun. Well, there are times we'll play 
um, we'll go out and play football, even though I will not be there. And there are times we'll go and swim, I'll be there. At times we'll go to some eateries and enjoy, I'll be there. At times we'll go to cinema and watch movie, I'll be there. There are times we're going to play FIFA, I might be there. Because I'm not so, I don't like football. Anything football, count me out. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> Amen. So it's going to be fun. At the grace of God, by trusting God for finances, you're almost getting the house ready and set up for the discipleships to be available on Thursday if you can. And um, on Friday, on Friday is evangelism, on Saturday is evangelism and choir rehearsals. And then on Sunday is our prophetic service. Are you blessed? Glory to God. So please, your first timer after the service, um, I would like to see you individually. I just want to know you. Shake your hands and... Um, Get to know you better. God bless you. Let's say our closing affirmation. For we are a city. For we are a city set on a hill that cannot be hidden. Because the love of Christ is shared abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost. Say, so therefore, we comprehend with all the saints, the depth, the breadth, the height. Of the love of Christ. Because we are love life city. Glory to God. So take time now.